All right. So I'm really excited to uh, talk with you today, Kevin, uh, for our guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Who are you? What do you do these days? That's a great question. Who are you, right? Uh, I think I know who I am today. My, my name is Kevin Hopp, and uh, I am uh, the sole owner and proprietor of Hopp Consulting Group. I do outbound sales consulting, um, which generally is process strategy and then sales as a service. So that's, that's me. Fantastic. So, you know, I think there's a, a really interesting story from your perspective on how and our relationship on how you how you found outbound sales no fluff and you know for those that are finishing up chapter five or listening to this uh, later on um, around chapter five what specific takeaways do you have um, you know about what you learned in this chapter or if if somebody's just trying to figure this stuff out for the first time what what clicked for you and maybe what are some of the things that you now know that maybe you didn't realize the first time you read this book. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So I came across the book and I think I met you just through LinkedIn, right? Talk about social selling. Uh, you, you built a, a brand on LinkedIn that attracted people like me who are interested in outbound, interested in, in how to make it rain from a sales perspective, right? Um, I found the book and uh, chapter five is one of my favorites for sure, because it, I think it, to me, it just speaks to the idea of if I have to be a sales professional, and I have to sit back and wait for things to come to me. And then I have to wait and see if I'm going to get commissioned this month and wait and see what things are going to end up being. Then it's not really going to be worth my time. I think part of the reason that salespeople get into this profession in the first place is a little bit of a lack of patience, a little bit of a, uh, a you know, a solid belief that what you have is valuable to other people and you want to take it to them, right? Whether that is cold calling, whether that is LinkedIn DMing, whether that is emailing, I just like you firmly believe that the phone is the fastest way to get to a conversation. That's what I want to do when I send an email. I want them to reply and have a conversation. That's what I do when I send the DM, just getting them to talk to me. So I, you know, I am a firm believer in uh, cold calling and going out and getting it right. As a sales professional, I, I want to make as much money as humanly possible. Let's just talk about the fact that it's a money driven job. Um, that does not come from sitting on your butt. That comes from cold calling, reaching out, generating things going from zero to one. Mm -hmm. So, so I know the title of this chapter is if cold calling is dead, I quit. When we talk about other channels as well, you know, and, and the, the equation of target message channel timing, what do you, you know, you're, you're, you're a couple of years removed from here right now, but, and you're just talking about the importance of cold calling, but, um, how do you feel about, the use of that word and what it really means in a more modern sales approach, right? Especially if someone's new to this, because I think that's an important takeaway from, from what I was trying to get out of it, but I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Yeah. I mean, cold calling, I, I do believe to some extent that it's dead, that it's, this is 2020 and there, there really shouldn't be a time that you are absolutely cold picking up the phone and you don't know who you're calling and you don't know what you're going to talk to them about. And, and you're not going to reach out to people blindly either, right? The idea of spray and pray, which a lot of the automation tools out there help you do today, um, send 500 emails in an afternoon, you know, constantly be LinkedIn DMing people a, a templated copy and paste blast message. 
that's uh that's going out the window we're seeing that right especially with things that, that have happened around you know right now when we're recording this in a pandemic um you know hubspot released some really interesting data about email sending and how it's gone way up and no one wants to pick up the phone out of fear of like oh my god what if i call this person and they're sick with coronavirus and they don't want to talk to me and get all angry and you know um i think cold calling is dead i think the idea that you don't know who you're calling you don't know what they do that needs to be gone forever and what we get out of channel message you know timing and everything is is having a structure and a way to do it so that i believe that i don't really even do cold calling you know like i sure i do cold calling but i know exactly why i'm calling every person that i call i know exactly why they're on the list and i know exactly in my heart that i have something valuable to give to them so that's kind of my take on the idea of like you know cold calling that's interesting. So, you know, this is going to be a let's double double click, as they say, into that little topic there, because now it's like, well, wait, hold on, Kevin, are you saying that I need to know everything about you before I pick up the phone? Um, do I need to know, you know, what school you went to? Do I need to know that you've only been at the company for six months? Do I need to know that before I have a conversation? Because that, that's what uh, I hear when someone's like, well, I can't call you unless I know this information about you. Is that true? Uh, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that the only reason that you should reach out cold to someone is not to have a conversation about where you went to school. It's not to have a conversation about everything about you. The only reason that we cold call in the first place is to set a time to have a more structured conversation. So no, I don't need to know where you went to school. I don't care where you went to school. I don't need to know... Um, that you're also connected to this person on LinkedIn and all this and that. What I do need to know is specifically what you do on the day-to-day at a high level. Are, are you a manager? Are you a director? Are you a tactician? Are you in the weeds doing things? And what field do you work in? Knowing the industry is kind of helpful, right? So, so when I build lead lists, when I coach people on building lead lists, it's about the value proposition that you're going to bring to them. It's not about the individual people, because guess what? You're not trying to get to know the individual person on that call. I think a discovery call, you should do a little bit of digging. You should have a few more nuggets in your back pocket where you're like, oh, hey, you went to Washington State, go Cougs, you know? That's cool. That builds rapport. And the, guess what? The person's ready. They scheduled this time with you, right? Um, on a cold call, I don't need to know all that stuff. I don't want to know all that stuff. What I do want to know so I need, or what I need to know, what I need to understand is exactly what your role does and cares about. And then I'm going to call you and ask about things you care about and potential business problems I might be able to help you solve. But none of that has to do with hyper-personalization, in my opinion. Interesting takeaway. So if you were to provide some, uh, some feedback to those who are listening, you know, um, you know you're a couple of years removed now. Uh, what would you tell them to, to pay extra special attention to coming out of this specific chapter? Anything specific that pops out? You know, I think one of the things that, that this book in general really helped me wrap my brain around is the psychology of outbound sales is complex. <clears throat> the reason that people need a process in the first place and the reason that all these technologies are popping up to try and make outbound more effective is the psychology is really tough. I get emotionally invested when I call you and you pick up and you tell me to go, you know, screw myself, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden I feel personally hurt. I feel attacked. That's gonna ruin my morale. It's gonna kill my momentum. 
I'm probably going to take an early lunch and stay out for two hours and not want to come back to my desk because I have psychological dread built up around this. So I think the biggest takeaway that I had here that if, if someone reading this or listening to this could accelerate their mind is you need to build a process and a structure that takes the psychology out of it, right? I think that, that absolutely starts with the structure of, of bucketing, understanding who you're going to reach out to in a very specific way. And then when you do reach out to them, it's not me, not now, not, not ever, or it's right now. So you're going to set a meeting, follow up with them, use the structure in this book to make it so you don't have to think. Technology does help, right? Um, I highly recommend looking into dialing technology so that you don't have to have that anxiety before you pick up the phone. Um, but if you put a good structure in place, all of a sudden the psychology and that, that fear, that pit in your pit of your stomach feeling that every sales rep gets before a cold call suddenly evaporates because you you've put something in place that allows you to just be working in a system as opposed to running freely day to day. So that's my biggest takeaway for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, I appreciate you uh, coming in and uh, providing your uh, experience. You know, we've known each other for several years now. And so I'm happy to hear that the book has influenced your personal success. And uh, thanks for sharing some of uh, your key takeaways, Kevin. Absolutely. Cheers. All the best. All the best.